welcome to the Academy of General Dentistry podcast series featuring Dr. George Schmidt. Each episode features experts in the field of dentistry who share insights and inspiration to help you succeed. Let's get started. Hey, Dr. George Schmidt here, your host for the AGD podcast series. Welcome back and we have a fantastic show for you today with a special guest, Dr. Brady Frank. Hey, Brady, how are you? Hey, doing great, George. Glad to be here. Fantastic. You know, for those that don't know, Brady is the co-founder of Freedom Dental Partners, a third-generation dentist turned entrepreneur and 2001 Marquette University School of Dentistry graduate. He's an international clinical and business lecturer, inventor, and founder of multiple dental companies. Brady has expertise on multi-doctor and multi-location private group practices, dental transitions, DSO and DDSO expansion and growth strategies, and healthcare real estate investment, and is most passionate about mentoring others on these topics and conveying the hard-won lessons he has learned about successfully creating and selling a business. Well, you're a busy man, Brady. Um, lots of good stuff there. And maybe we can get you back on, on the program to talk a little bit about more of your projects. But what I'd like to talk to you about today is Freedom Dental Partners and what you term the dentist DSO. You know, those three letters, DSO, are hard to escape when a conversation comes up about the business of dentistry. And the world of the DSO has a market size of more than $162 billion with a revenue forecast of $454 billion by 2030 and about a 16% growth rate. And there's traditional groups like Heartland and Aspen are providing opportunities for dentists at all stages of their career, young and old. And they've created strategic partnerships with large corporations that drive their costs down and sometimes can make it hard for the average dental practice to compete. So Brady, my question to you is, how does Freedom Dental Partners fit into this conversation? Well, Freedom Dental Partners was born out of me falling on my face a few times and then me developing kind of a unhealthy dislike for DSOs. Uh, I did like what was happening to dentistry. I'm a third generation dentist. I saw these corporate practices popping up and I didn't like it. I didn't like what I saw. And I had built uh, uh, several groups in the past and then I started to help others build groups, dentist-owned groups. And I really viewed DSOs as competition. So I felt it was like a battle between us private practice dentists and these corporate DSOs. And, you know, almost ashamed to say that uh, about 14 years ago, I used to help a lot of the DSO attorneys structure deals and would try to do it in a way where the dentists would win. And so many times, unfortunately, the, these corporate bodies would change things and the dentists ended up with the short end of the stick. Um, I did find over time that there are really two distinct classes of DSOs in the U.S. Typically, when us dentists talk about DSOs, we, we think they're all these corporate DSOs, where there's actually two different types of DSOs. There's a corporate DSO, and there's an autonomous DSO. The, uh, the corporate DSO is where big corporate comes in, buys a practice or starts a practice, slaps their brand on the door, says, you do things our way, you wear their scrubs, you do things their way, they hire the staff, you really have no individuality or autonomy. And I am still highly, I hate to say it, against that. I think we're, we're losing our face in dentistry if we let that side of corporate dentistry win. 
There's the other side, though, interestingly enough, and that's called the autonomous DSO. And that's where the dentist takes advantage of the hundreds of billions coming into dentistry, but maintains and keeps their individuality, autonomy, their patient base, their teams, their love of their profession, their skill. And most dentists just do not know the difference between a corporate DSO and an autonomous DSO. So an autonomous DSO is a situation where uh, a dentist receives all the benefits that big money in dentistry has to offer. It gives the dentist their quote unquote fair share, if you will, of that big money. And there's a dividing line between the DSO and the PC or the practice. The dentist still owns 100% of their practice. They also joint venture, if you will, on the big business picture with the private equity company. In this healthy relationship or this balance, the autonomous DSO gives the dentist everything they want, a, 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 a healthy financial future, a big fat retirement account full of cash, the ability to treat their patients how they want, right? The ability to hire their own teams. And so Freedom Dental Partners embodies that huge chasm between the corporate DSO and the autonomous DSO. Autonomous dentistry is that which we all practice as individual practitioners. So Freedom Dental Partners really embodies the freedom of autonomy and that side of the DSO market that is winning right now and beating out this corporate DSO side of the market. So when you talk about autonomous, I guess you're referencing DDSO, right? Dental service organization and dentist owned dental service organization. You're, you're right. And so, so I started to try to define these two distinctly different types of DSOs. One that's trying to ruin dentistry, I believe, and I hate to say that, and I get hit by certain DSOs all the time because I speak against that. And this other form of DSO where the dentist is leading it, the dentist is behind the wheel, the dentist is in control. But beyond that, you know, having the dentist in control, the dentist actually shares in these hundreds of billions coming into dentistry. The corporate DSOs don't like me educating dentists on this because once a dentist understands this, right? It's literally picking the pocket of corporate by not tens of billions of dollars, but hundreds of billions of dollars over until 2030. And they don't like that. But once dentists are in the know, they will only choose to work with, if they ever choose to go down this road, an autonomous DSO so they can have their cake and eat it too. The big finances of private equity and what I call that warm and cozy private practice environment and the autonomy and freedom that I think dentists want more than anything. So Brady, we'll talk a little bit uh, in a few minutes about how you know people can become more involved in that. But talk a little bit about you know there's some obvious advantages to it be becoming a DSO, and and some not so obvious. So talk a little bit about you know the pros and cons, if you would. Yeah. Um, so here's here's how private equity makes money, and I'm going to use one of the top three DSOs as an example, but I'm not going to give their name. They had an initial private equity funding of. $40 million. The next private equity funding was 1.3-ish billion. The next one was around 3 billion. And the next one was more than that. So what private equity does is this, they, they fund a business, just like Bank of America might fund your practice or Wells Fargo might fund your practice. 
except private equity does so not as a debt instrument. They use an, it as an equity instrument. So private equity puts money into this dental business, if you will, and they seek to help grow that business through those finances to the point where that business grows enough where another private equity comes in, pays off the previous private equity company, and now they want to grow it. They call that a recapitalization or new money, if you will. It's at that time that everyone that owns a part of this parent company or holding company or the DSO, if you will, that they can sell some of their stock, sell none of their stock, or sell all of their stock when these recapitalizations occur. And once a dentist understands how private equity makes money in dentistry, they can start to say, oh, okay, so private equity is, is basically making money by conglomerating businesses under one roof called a holding company or parent company. And underneath that are all those PCs or the individual practices. So become the DSO simply means this, that instead of big corporate just owning this parent company, as it becomes recapitalized every two to five years of the new private equity company, instead it means that yes, the dentist still owns their practice underneath of that veil, if you will, of the parent company, but the dentist now can become the DSO, have a bunch of that stock in the DSO, make the same big profits that these big private equity firms do, but do it with autonomy, right? And the only way we get that is by asking for it and by not doing something unless we do that. Now, here's the cool thing, George. Over the last five years, autonomous DSOs have been flourishing, okay? And one corporate DSO actually let off 500 employees last year, okay? So, so what that tells me is, as all these, these DSOs recap, the ones that are growing substantially right now, 300% more are the autonomous DSOs. They're growing at a 300% greater rate than the corporate DSOs, which tells us that these podcasts, George, that people are listening to, are working. Dentists are saying, I do have a choice. I don't need to have a brand slapped on my practice. I can have freedom and I can learn how private equity makes their money so I can win with private equity, right? Private equity is not our enemy. What our enemy is, are these platforms under the private equity groups that slap brands on our practices and make us do things a certain way and tell us how to do business, how, who we can, can uh, hire and who we can't hire, how we do things and the hours that we work even, right? And that's not what we signed up for, I don't think, when we went to dental school. Absolutely not. That's absolutely not. So And so these kind of arrangements could really appeal not only to the solo practitioner, I would imagine, but really maybe multiple docs in one location or multiple locations with one doc in them, right? So you could, you, you can be any one of those for this to work for you. Absolutely. And there's a few ways to get into an autonomous DSO situation. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give the top three ways that dentists can get into a situation of an autonomous DSO. Number one is dentists get together in a certain region. Okay. And they actually form the parent company. So instead of their one practice doing a million in revenue or three million in revenue, now they're doing 30 or 40 million in revenue. Uh, uh, a 25% a EBITDA margin on 40 million of revenue is 10 million. 10 million at a 13X is 130 million, okay? The typical solo dental practice is worth 
four to five times EBITDA when it's sold alone. But when they're together, when they've grouped together, when they become the DSO, the average value that you trade at is a 13 times multiple. That's almost three times more than they were worth alone. Now, it, it, what I think it does, George, is it, it turns this traditional, unfortunately, this almost backbiting mentality that dentists can or some dentists have in their local communities because they're competing directly. It, it, it's now we're realizing we're not competing against one another in our communities. We're not, we're not, we shouldn't be backbiting each other in our communities. We should be banding together our, our real battles against these corporate DSOs. And so that's number one uh, way of getting that big financial win, but also maintaining freedom. Before we go to the number two, um, any comments on that first one, George? Yeah, absolutely. So just for some of our listeners out there, can you just define what you mean by EBITDA and 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 send something X, 10X or 3X? Yes, yes. So uh, regular dentist language in a solo practice is this. Hey, what's your overhead? And your buddy says, hey, 62%. It's about average, right? The other guy says, well, I'm 50% overhead, right? You're like, oh, how do you do that with the team nowadays, right? So that's how we normally describe that. And that is all of your expenses and then what you take home as a net, right? And of course, the, the, the dentist then says, well, that's after I take my country club out of there and my rent on a Lambo or whatever they're going to pay for through the business, right? That's their overhead. Now, private equity speaks a different language. We don't, they don't speak in, here's my overhead. Here's what they do. Private equity, they need us badly. That's why we're winning financially in the autonomous DSO market. They need us very badly. They don't have a dental license. Once dentists realize that they have a dental license that is so needed by private equity, they can call their shots. And that's what we're doing right now, which is why autonomous DSOs are winning and, and especially becoming the DSO. Um, so so here's the, the big difference. If you have a 50% overhead and the average dentist in your area is paid 30% of collections, right? What do you pay your associates, folks? 30%, let's go. So you add the 30% onto the 50%, which means your, your quote unquote overhead is roughly 80% with you getting a paycheck of 30%. The remaining balance is 20%. That 20% is what they call EBITDA, earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Now, a multiple is you take that, so a million dollar practice, Let's say it's 200,000 of EBITDA or 20%, 200,000 times five times is a million. So that million dollar practice would be worth a million dollars and a corporate DSO might pay you five X or a million dollars, right? A hundred percent of last year's gross, right? Which is better than, right? What we dentists used to pay each other, right? 70 or 80% of last year's gross, right? So selling to a dentist, Seven year, seven hundred thousand or eight hundred thousand, selling to a corporate DSO, a million dollars. Okay, little better, but now they're going to put golden handcuffs on you, make you wear a certain scrub, tell your team not. I, I'd rather take the first option, get paid a little less, and have my freedom. Right? Okay. Become the DSO means that two hundred thousand of EBITDA, at let's call it a let's call it. If you clump together in a certain region, let's call it a 12 times multiple. Okay, that's 2.4 million versus 1 million. 2.4 million 
with an autonomous DSR becoming the DSR grouping together. Now, most uh, listeners, George, I think are saying, I, I, I wouldn't sell my, pra- my million dollar practice for a million, right? I, I just keep it going and just sell it when I'm, I'm done. But if I could get 2.4 million, I might think about it. But here's what, what the interesting part is with an autonomous DSO, George. And I'll run through this example. Your million dollar practice that you'd normally get a million for with a DSO or seven or 800,000 for with a, a, a dentist, what they allow you to do is take some of that 2.4 million of value. Let's call it half that value. Take it as cash, 1.2 million. Now you're getting more cash in an autonomous DSO than you would through a corporate DSO. But the other half, you now own stock in the company that gets recapped and recapped and recapped. So now, just like a friend of mine who did this seven years ago, they're on their fifth recap. The company was just valued a little less than $3 billion. And he has his stock has gone from $1 a share to 17. So he's gotten a 17 times multiple. So in that case, your million dollar practice, if you became part of an early stage uh, autonomous DSO and had a 17X, that 1.2 million would be about 19 million. So that means 1.2 on the front end, 19 million on the back end. So that means some people with a million dollar practice are actually making up to $20 million. Is that crazy, George? That's good. That, that, that's some crazy. That's some crazy stuff there, Brady. That's for sure. Where is the infusion of this capital coming from? Is it from outside investors, or is it for from new folks joining the group? So the, the infusion of capital is here. There's 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 three tiers of private equity company. There's the low tier that invests fifty to hundred million in deals. Mid tier is hundred million to five hundred million, and upper tier tiers five hundred million to in the billions, right? And it's almost like a game, George. It's 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 ridiculously predictable. Um, uh, here's how it works: when a early stage DSO is funded, okay, it's either funded by a debt mechanism that pays off all the dentist debt, and now it's held at that parent company, or a early stage, uh, 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 we call it a lower tier private equity firm invests fifty to hundred million in there. That's where the dentists get that front end money. Does that make sense, George? That one point, okay. Boom, now they get that, okay. Now, what happens is these dentists say, hey, I do have freedom. Come aboard, Bill and Bobby and Joey and Anna, right? Other dentists now join and the group grows, right? And that lower tier private equity company, remember private equity company just gets all this investment money from institutional investors, individuals, family offices. They are commissioned to grow those investors' money. They only hold investments, like I said, two to five years. So now what they invested, let's say 50 to 100 million in, let's use 75 million, we'll split the difference. What they invested 75 million into, they want to three to five X that in three to five years. So now they're gonna sell that for about 250 million, a quarter billion. They had 75 million into it, plus they bought more practices. Let's say they bought 25 million more, now it's excuse me, now it's at 100 million. So they made $150 million. Now here's where the dentists make money. If dentists owned a good chunk of that, the dentists made 75 million, private equity made 75 million. And what private equity is now saying, George, is we don't mind partnering with the dentists to share in those fruits because we need the dentists to be what they call aligned, right? The private equity company has the same investment goals as the dentists, right? Because half their practice value is sitting in that parent company. And then the dentists, of course, do what they're good at. 
doing dentistry, leading their teams, managing their teams. Private equity does what they're good at, right? Taking that investment, growing it, finding the next private equity company, giving them very clean numbers. And then that cycle just keeps going until it gets so large that you're tapped out at the multi-billion dollar private equity companies at top, on the top. And then guess what you see? Then you see those companies merging and buying each other up. Like Aspen just bought Clear Choice for 1.1 billion, right? Um, and so what I'm saying is at the top right here, we want that to be autonomous DSOs where the dentists have freedom. And that's the vision that MDs would have loved to have done 30 years ago because they would have had their freedom today if they would have seen the light and had education like this. But now we've got radio waves. Dentists can be informed through watching podcasts online. Physicians didn't do that, right? They just got bought up by insurance companies and hospitals. So, and that's, by the way, what my dad did. He went to failing hospitals. So my background is not in, 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 in just in dentistry, it's in healthcare. And as a larger picture, I want dentistry to stay independent. And I think most dentists want that too. Absolutely. And so Brady, you know, this is really uh, hats off to you for bringing this information to the folks, because a lot of people don't know about this, especially the DDSO model. So how would someone uh, get a little bit more information or, or how would someone uh, sort of partner in these kind of arrangements? Yeah. So, so the first opportunity is where you get together with a bunch of buddies in your, in your, in your town, it's called Seattle area and you get together and you actually form an entity and go through the legal structure and all that. And it's a lot of work. That's number one. Number, number two, you can actually go to an autonomous DSO yourself, right? And they will give you a certain multiple of EBITDA or valuation. It's probably not going to be enough to make it worth selling. Uh, um, become the DSO simply means that uh, uh, much like AGD brings dentists together for awesome CE, become the DSO brings dentists together so they can form their own groups around the country, regionally or nationally. Um, and so uh, they can learn about that through any one of our two-day events. We've got one coming up in June. We do one every 10 weeks. The goal of those events is to, number one, educate. At, at the heart of it, BTDSO is an educational company giving the dentist the knowledge on this PEDSO market so that the dentist can make good informed decisions and doesn't kind of get ripped off basically, right? And then once the dentists get educated, it's also all about, hey, do you want to team up in Freedom Dental Partners? Freedom Dental Partners right now is the largest dentist-owned DSO, not only in America, but in the world, 100% owned by dentists. And... Dentists in groups in different areas of the country are recapitalizing. What does that mean? It simply means getting big money from private equity, maintaining their freedom, and going on their next phase, whether that's, hey, I want to retire in two years, or I want to keep working 10 more years. I just want to cut back to two days a week or whatever that might be. So probably the seminar, I would say the event, is, is, is the best educational piece. That's great. And so we'll, uh, you know, uh, at, at the end here, we'll go over how folks can and find that information. But so when these affiliations are created, is it an affiliation? Who owns the practice? What's that structure when these groups to get together? Is, is it co-owned by the entire group or the individuals own their practice and affiliated? How does that work? Yeah. Um, in every deal, there's two parts that the dentist has to be concerned about. Upfront cash <laughs> and then the stock part. The stock is this parent company, the Holdco. So what you want is to get enough cash where your debt's paid off and you have 
a bunch of money in retirement. Now you can sit back, say, ah, this was good. My, 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 my career in dentistry was worth it. I, I was able to do this. And, 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 and now the next phase is, all right, how can I have this really big upside? It is the stock part that creates the transformational multi-generational wealth. It's that first money part that gives you what we call, of course, financial security, right? You pay off all your debt, you get a bunch of money in there, you're okay. The stock part is that which is going to give you, you know, that wealth that you uh, had maybe hoped you had had at some point in your life that you just maybe never saved. And, and so if you don't have $10 million in your retirement account, this is the way most people can achieve that more easily than saving for another 30 years, $10 million. And it, it is and that is an understanding the private equity piece and how to share in that growth. And, and, and George, the important part is you can't get into one of these DSOs when they're already tapped out, when the stock is so diluted. You've got to get it in the earlier phases to go through that cycle of PE, the low to mid to high cycle, so that your stock grows, recapitalizes, and you can uh, build wealth that way. So as you pointed out, the starting point really is 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 potentially one of the seminars where you can come and learn a little bit more about uh, how this might work for you then. Yes, the seminars is definitely the starting point. That's where I can shake your hand. That's where you can meet other dentists who have done it, who can say, ah, I was about to sell to a corporate DSO, found this route, I did it, and here I am. And uh, and so um, that's 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 the recommended place to start. I used to do a lot of teaching on implants. I love implants. I've placed over 10,000 implants. And uh, just like someone who wants to get into implants, right, and never has placed one, you're going to start with a weekend course, two days, right? And you're going to get your feet wet. And you're going to say, oh, this could be great in my practice, right? Yeah, I, I would caution everyone don't just pick up the phone and answer any of the letters you're getting or the emails about DSOs that are continually bombarding us. If you do that, they have very smart, slick salespeople that will hook you in, reel you in, show you fancy spreadsheets. Please, please, if you're willing to do a weekend course on implants to learn enough about implants before starting your journey, do that with private equity. Understand the DSO market. It's a, one of the, it's your largest financial transaction of your career, right? So that's what it's about. The two-day course is the equivalent of the two-day beginner's course on implants, but this is the two-day beginner's course on understanding the whole DSO market and then the private equity market, which sits above the DSO market, and then understanding all the structures that are between private equity and DSOs and which ones you want to be a part of and which ones you don't want to be a, a part of under any circumstance. Sounds like an incredible learning opportunity for a lot of a lot of folks out there, you know, at, at different stages of their careers. So Dental Freedom Partners, sort of the parent company, I guess, becoming the DSO, that's your educational arm, if you would. And that's, that's where right. you have all yeah. your courses. Tell us a little bit more about what other materials might be available. Is there you have a website for that or uh, yeah, yeah. So we do have it's become the DSO.com. So become the DSO.com. Um, if you click on that and uh I just ask if I give this discount code, George, you just can't post it online. It's just for AGD folks. We made it Brady 50, half off of it. So it's like 700 bucks, it's half off that. So you're looking at a little over 200 bucks, close to 300 bucks, uh, breakfast and lunch provided both days. And, um, and, uh, and basically uh, I'll be speaking, other docs will be speaking, and we're gonna show some clips there and some stats on 
the corporate DSO market versus autonomous DSO market. And so we'd love anyone to, to, to be there. And um, but that that is how to how to access the information. But become the DSO, George, beyond just having the seminar there. There's also a calculator you can plug in. So look for the word calculator on it. And and what we've done is we've taken the average of all these autonomous DSOs where you get the cash on the front end and the stock. And we have taken the average growth rate of the stock of a bunch of these autonomous DSOs and then the average cash up front. And you literally plug in your gross revenue and your overhead. It auto calculates your dentist salary for that area. And it's going to spit out what your what your finances look like doing that. So if you don't want to come to the seminar and you're like, I just want to see what my practice is worth, you can you can go do that. And um, and if you want to, I, I'd be happy to talk you through uh, the finances there, show you how that works, show you why the stock part's so much more. And and um, it took me a while to understand it all as well. Um, but uh, that that's a great resource for folks. Absolutely. And so you know. Uh... Does the um, uh, Freedom Dental Partners do they do you also offer um, uh, information for folks that are looking to sort of expand and create multiple practices, and also for some of our younger members that might be out there and, and are planning towards their future? Yes, there are some resources. I've written a couple books uh, for, for for those folks. If you go to drbradyfrank.com and you go to books. Um, I think there's a couple links for free copies there. Um, one of the books, Transition Time, talks about how to add partners to your practice and how to buy multiple locations. Um, and so, uh, and for some of you on here that might have a practice that you just want to get it sold, right? Transition Time also goes over how, how to do that and how to do it where your staff still love you, your patients stay, and you get a great junior. Um, so, yeah, a couple, couple books on there at drbradyfrank.com. Excellent. That's really good stuff. And so, uh, Brady, talk to me a little bit about Freedom Dental Mastermind. Okay. Mastermind. Um, I'm an entrepreneur at heart, and I believe if dentistry is saved, <laughs> that it's going to be from the entrepreneurs and the influencers like you, George, that are spreading this information to dentists. The Mastermind, Freedom, Freedom Mastermind, is basically a group that I wish I had when I bought seven practices in five years out of dental school in the early 2000s, from 2001 to 2006 or seven, um, it, it allows a dentist to invest in other practices and locations without wearing those seven hats. Here's how I used to do it, George. I used to work full time, four days a week, and then invest in practices and go work with the team and change credit card terminals and open bank accounts and get me with the supply reps and the brokers to buy another one and get the building bought and wear seven hats. And my family life was not good. I, you know, I come home, eat, and then be on the phone until nine o'clock. So a mastermind is we, I shouldn't, we picked off the best team members of some of the better DSOs and we hired them. And they're our team that goes in. The dentist can literally say, I'd like to buy that practice, that practice, that building. The team goes in and does all the stuff I used to do. And what we do is we buy practices at what they're worth and we sell them for what we can get through Freedom Dental Partners, which is three times more. So we are basically the Chip and Joanne gains of dental practice purchasing and the dental building. We sell those to a REIT. So we buy them at what they're worth. Once there's a 10 year lease in place, 
with the autonomous DSO that we work with, the building's worth oftentimes double. So we buy the practice and building and we flip it, right? Because we want to keep those practices with autonomous DSOs, not corporate slap a brand on your front door DSOs. And so uh, on average, we make uh, an arbitrage of one to $3 million per deal with the building and the practice on those. Wow. That's a fantastic model, Brady. That's, that's really good stuff. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we're coming to the end of our time here, and I'd love to have you back to, to, to sort of elaborate on some of the things that we touched on there. But uh, really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, and two things. Number one, if you don't mind, you said it before, if you don't mind sharing that discount code for our listeners. Yes. Also, share again your contact information of how folks can get a hold of you and, and sort of start this journey. Yeah. Um, discount code on the becomethedso.com site is Brady with a capital B, Brady 50. So that'll give you 50% off for all AGD folks that are watching the, the podcast. And then you can get a hold of me at Brady at freedomdentalpartners.com. Easy to spell, but it's a long one. Brady at freedomdentalpartners.com. Be happy to answer any questions um, and even get anyone in touch with folks in their area because we've got, oh boy, hundreds of docs in our uh, network right now. And so um, so anyway, what's, what's cool about AGD is AGD has always been on the side of private practitioners. And, uh, and um, so George, it's just so fun to network with you guys. I've been working with the AGD a long time, especially with implants and really appreciate you, George, for what you're doing for dentistry and we'll, in a broader scale, what AGD is doing for dentistry and how it's influencing private practice and autonomy, even in the DSO market that's going kind of nuts right now. Absolutely. And thanks again. Thanks so much, Brady, for coming on. I really can't thank you enough. And, and again, love to have you back on. Um, so I'd also like to thank uh, our producer, Kristen Gover, communications director for the AGD. And if you like what you heard, please like, and subscribe to our channel. You can always find us on the AGD app, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple podcasts. And if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or suggestions, contact us at news at AGD.org. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, George. See ya.